0: Hi everyone, before we kick off with this episode, I would like to thank its sponsor, the Anchor app. Anchor app provides the quickest and the easiest way to make a podcast. I personally record all my voice on the app and then edit it in the app itself without buying all those expensive instruments, etc. So, and Anchor app also distributes all my podcast episodes to almost all podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., and all this is done free of cost. And I I can also put ads and earn revenue from it. So, you know, if you have, if you guys ever think of starting a podcast, I recommend you to go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you. So, hi everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of my podcast, Watch Orja Hassan. Today we have on our show Shashi Kalyanpur. He's a mental wellness coach, a speaker, and an author. So, Sakshi, sir, I welcome you to the show.
1: Thanks, thanks, Udja. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: So, before we could start off this amazing episode, could you just tell me about yourself and your journey so far and how you became a well- mental wellness coach?
1: I started off as a professional uh, Seattle badminton player. So, I played for the state and uh, for quite a while, all my youth has been... Uh, Uh, as a player so uh, mental wellness and mental toughness was one of the most important aspects at that point of time and uh, after my career as a sportsman I I became a professional salesperson and uh, uh, 25 years of uh, being a professional salesperson also took a lot of uh, you know mental uh, toughness to get past all these uh, targets and stuff like that that you need to achieve. So uh, I I was always passionate about doing something for uh, others and I thought well, the best thing that I could do is uh, what I learned all, all these years was uh, mental wellness and mental toughness which is the most important thing that anybody needs to do, do anything in life, right? Mm. It's not only work but uh, anything that you need to do, you need to be in a good state of mind. Mental wellness is nothing but a good state of mind. And with a good state of mind, you can become the best version of what you're supposed to be, right? Right. So, so I was really, really passionate about that. And I started off this journey three years back as a coach and uh, started meeting people one-on-one, started talking to students in colleges and trying to spread the message that mental wellness is a very important aspect. And uh, I think uh, what uh, we as Indians are uh, anybody, uh, actually in the world, mental wellness has uh, got a wrong connotation to it, you know. So people think if you if you talk about mental wellness, you're crazy. So I wanted to take that stigma away. So that's how my journey started.
0: Okay, that's really nice. And um, so let's start off with the first question. So, uh, you know, when you're starting new things, uh, like say a job or your, you know, uh, let's say a business. So, how do you keep yourself emotionally and mentally strong? Because that's really needed at that time.
1: Yeah, see, basically, what is is being mentally strong? End of the day, whatever you do, you expect something out of it, right? Now, supposing you're applying for a job or you're trying to study for an exam or whatever, you're always bothered about the outcome. And when the outcome doesn't come the way you want it to be, that's when you start getting depressed or sad whatever right mm. so mentally strong is nothing but changing perspectives so when you change your perspective towards life that's when you start becoming mentally strong and mentally strong or mental uh being mentally well is nothing but accepting what comes to you right everybody gets depressed or sad because it does things do not happen the way they want it to happen that is the mistake and life will never give you what you want. No, that's, a, that's a mantra that everybody needs to. Uh, and I have followed it all my life, that life will never give you what you want, but what you need. Which means, you know, you, you, you're looking to uh, get this job or get or a relationship does not work out or anything that happens, right? If you look back up, uh, two, three years later, if you look back, you'll say, oh, good, it happened. You know, at that point of time, you'll feel sad. You'll feel that, you know, I don't know why this thing happened. Why did I lose my job? or Why didn't I get good marks or whatever, you know? But when you look back, you'll say, okay, it happened for a reason. So anything that happens to you happens for a reason. So whenever you get into anything, could be a new job, could be a, you know, you're a student going for the exams, Uh or could be starting off a relationship, anything. Your expectations should be set right. You know, the problem is we set our expectations wrong. That's why when something does not happen the way we want it to happen, we get depressed. And we lose self-confidence. That's the problem. So whenever you get into something, keep your expectations straight and do what you do best. Outcome is not in your hands.
2: Hmm.
1: Right? Outcome is not in your hands at all. So what you do, whatever, whatever that you do at your job, your studies... Your relationships, whatever, I give you 100% or 200%, and then leave it. Yes. Whatever happens, the result that comes out of it is not in your hands. And whatever result comes is for a reason, mm. right? That reason could be wrong. You might feel it's wrong at that point of time, but then going forward, you'll say, "Okay, well, damn good, it happened," mm. because I know this over the last 45 years, right? There's so many ups and downs that came in my life, but I, I always knew that this is all happening for me. So it either it's either teaching you something, or there's something better ahead. So that's that's the mentality that everybody needs to take when they're taking up a job or anything that they do.
0: Right, right. And uh, you know, you uh, you said that uh, uh, mental wellness is about changing your perspective you know and so yeah. how do you change your perspective um i mean yes you told about you know we should not worry about your outcome and uh, you know we must work uh, work work hard and uh, don't have any expectations just do your work but that that is all true but how do you uh, how does one who's always negative and who's not stable mentally stable how does that person change their perspective
1: See, basically, you are saying uh, when people are not stable, what does that mean? That means that uh, they are not, you know, they are uh, not. They have lost total confidence in themselves. Right. That that's the single most critical point. Because if you, when you say they are mentally uh, not stable, which means that there is some event in their life that has not gone the way they wanted it to go. Right. So you get mentally unstable. Only maybe a business loss or a relationship that doesn't go well, or a relationship with your parents, or anything that can cause somebody to go over the board. You know, in terms of being mentally unstable. Right. So all, all, it's, it's, they need help. It's not that they can do it on their own, right? If you go to that extent,
2: hmm.
1: I am coming from a place where I say, prevent it. Don't let it go to that. Place right so right. whenever so whenever you are uh, anything that has happened to you, you just take a step back and see, okay, why is this happening to me what is good what is the good coming out of this that is happening to me? We always see the brain is not designed to make us happy, right but the brain is always designed to make to make us survive, so to make why it's always giving us negative because're afraid that we'll do something wrong
2: mm.
1: So if you notice all your thoughts, right? We get 60,000 thoughts a day. And 90% of those thoughts are negative. Yes. Right. And most of the thoughts are the same thoughts that you got the previous day.
0: That's so true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So our brain is always trying to make us survive. So our brain has not evolved the way we have evolved. The brain that we have is just to make us survive, which means imagine the kind of work the brain is doing. So it's sending the exact amount of blood, it's it's pumping the exact amount of blood in the heart. It's doing every function of its uh, of its uh, whatever it's supposed to do so beautifully, right? Because if it doesn't do that beautifully, you're dead. Yeah. So why do you want to give that extra work to it to make you happy also? <laughs> so the happiness lies in us. You know? So what happens to us is that most of the time we're looking for happiness outside us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we always have rules for happiness. That's the worst thing that we can do to ourselves. Because we always tend to put rules to happiness. We like, say, okay, I get this job, I'll be happy. I get 80%, I'll be happy. I get uh, so much uh, uh, balance in the bank, I'll be happy. And whenever that event happens, you're happy for two days, and then after that, you're back to square one saying, no, I want something much more. Mm-hmm. Right? I think even you would have experienced that. Yeah. It's a normal human behavior. Right? So we, we have always tried to... Uh, uh, have rules for happiness. Hmm. So I am trying to spread the word that, boss, you don't need to have, you know, you just you you are alive. That's good enough for you to be happy. Hmm. Because there's so many people who don't wake up the next day, and you've woken up. Yeah, that's true. Right. So our life is so beautiful, and you know, you need to take the equation of success and happiness. What people think is that once you're successful, you'll be happy. That's hmm. what media tells you. That's what everybody tells you. But then it's exactly the opposite way. When you're happy, you're going to be successful.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. So uh, look at it. When you're really happy, you're the you're the best at what you do. You, you're you the most productive at work. You are you do uh, very good in your studies and you're really in a good state of mind when you're really happy. When you're sad, you don't do anything well, right?
2: Mm.
1: So why why do we actually go behind success, leaving happiness and thinking that, okay, once we reach that success, we'll be happy. That's never going to happen. Hmm. So the bar is always going to go further and further away from you.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, you'll say, okay, I got 80% now. I'm not very happy. Let me get a good job. Then I'll get happy.
0: Hmm.
1: So if you get a good job, you'll say, no, let my salary increase. Then I'll be happy. So there's no no end to that. Yeah. So once, once, and it's all a mental framework of what you Tell yourself, right? So there is a proper science behind it. There are the proper habits that you need to do on a daily basis for this. See, uh, we all take care of our physical health, right? So you go to the gym, you want to lose weight, you do diet, you do a whole lot of things to lose weight and be in a good shape physically. Mm-hmm. But what do you do to be uh, fit mentally? Absolutely nothing. Right. right? None of us actually give it a thought that, okay, we also, just because the brain cannot be seen or your mind is not a organ. Brain is an organ. So anything happens to the brain, obviously you're going to go to the doctor. But we don't see the mind.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So everything, all this depression, happiness, everything is in the mind. And it's not intangible. It's an intangible thing. So we don't give... Uh, see, for example, you get a cut on your hand. You immediately put a bandage on it, right? Hmm. And you're getting, uh, you know, so many emotional wounds every day. Somebody, somebody scolds you, somebody looks at you differently or somebody you know insults you. All these are emotional wounds, right?
2: Hmm.
1: Which you keep getting. And at the end of the day, what are you doing? You're just sleeping with it. You're not healing them, right? Hmm. That's the problem that all of us are facing. Because we're not giving in- enough importance to our emotional and mental health. And mental doesn't mean brain health mental means the uh, mental health means the health of the mind which means it see we are all uh, made of thoughts right so whatever uh, we are made of energy you know that right yeah human beings are made of energy so energy is what it's a thought right so thoughts are converted into what you say Hmm. so our personality is what we think and what we speak and what we feel so if you start changing your thoughts, everything else will change. Right. And it's a proper practice that you need to do on a daily basis. So mental strength does not come overnight. So that's why I uh, the, I use the analogy of sports because sports is about that. You know, sports is doing the same thing again and again every single day. After 10 years, you're going to win that uh, tournament, you know.
2: Hmm.
1: That's exactly the same way with mental health. You can't expect a change overnight. Hmm. You know, a change can happen overnight when you actually, uh, people tend to, you know, go and smoke or go and drink or whenever they're feeling sad and stuff like that, because it releases chemicals, right, which makes you mm. feel good. But that's not a permanent solution. So you get back to feeling bad after in the morning, once the uh, hangover is gone. Mm. So how do we, you know, so mental strength and mental wellness is something that you need to start uh, mental. That's why mental fitness is so important. You need to do these exercises like meditation, like doing small, small, you know, things every single day. It's all about habits that you uh, develop Hmm. to get your mind in a fantastic uh, state of uh, state. So anything that comes your way, you can handle it. Hmm. That's when you will start changing your perspective.
2: Right.
1: You can always say, if you lose a job, you, you'll always feel you sad or oh, why did I lose a job?
2: Hmm.
1: But when you're yeah. mentally strong, you'll change the perspective and say, okay, now I lost the job. I think something better is waiting for me out there. Let me prepare more. Hmm. Let me become much better at what I do so that I get a better job.
2: Hmm.
1: So you have the choice, right? So the power of choice is fantastic for us. Hmm. So what's the difference between animals and us? It is this. The power of choice and the power of decision. Hmm. So what we think and what we decide and what we do is the thing that sets us apart from everybody else, no? Otherwise we would have been the same as animals or any other species, right? Hmm. So, that's what I want everybody to know. That's what I'm trying to spread and tell people that don't go to a Uh, People actually think of mental health as uh, something that is, you know, uh, you need to go to a doctor or go and see somebody when you're really depressed and stuff like that, right? Mm. So I tell them, why do you want to, then why do you uh, hire a coach in the gym? You hire a coach in the gym to get a certain, you know, lose your weight or get your physical body in shape, right? Then why don't you do the same thing for mental fitness? True. So the, we see nobody has given us a manual on how to handle our mind. Hmm. So when we are born, like you get a manual now when you get a TV or any uh, iPhone or something, you have a manual that shows you how to operate it. Hmm. But has 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 anybody given us an operation operating manual for our mind and body? No. Hmm. So it needs to be learned. And I am saying, don't life will teach you for sure. Right, Life will teach you for sure. But I'm saying, why do you want life to teach you? I will teach you. So that you don't go through the same thing. Hmm. Uh, That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, that's really well put. I think you explained it really well. So, you know, sometimes in life, you know, something really bad happens to you. And sometimes it's not your fault, you know, and you don't, and also you don't recognize why it happened and why it is happening to you or you know why is it happening to me and Mm -hmm. of course now uh, like you said yes we must think about our wellness and we must try to heal ourselves so how do you emotionally heal yourself when the situations come in your life where you had no uh, say in it it was not because of you and you had no control over it so how do you emotionally heal yourself at that time
1: I give you a great example of my life, right? So, so uh, uh, we lost our first kid when he was one year old. Okay, we had a son who he lost at the age of one. Hmm. Right. So I had, I had two choices, right? So I could always say that, oh, why did this happen to me? Why did only my child go away? Hmm. Right. So he was born with a uh, brain defect, and he passed away after one year. But then I I, I changed the perspective and I said, okay, uh, he had a disease, right? So if he had lived on, he would have struggled. Hmm. And I was being selfish by not letting him go. Because I don't think anybody would be happy being, spending uh, most of their life in the hospital. Hmm. Right? So I could have sat and cried and said, oh, you know, why did this thing happen to me? Uh... When, you, when I changed the perspective and I said, "Okay, this was for him, not for me," so mm. he, he had to get released from this pain. So we had to let him go. Yes, it felt bad, no doubt about it. Right, we lost our child, but then now had have two beautiful children, right? One girl and one boy. So, so that's the thing. So once you change the perspective of anything that happens to you, it could be the worst, worst thing that happens to you. Mm. There is always something positive which comes out of it. Mm always so whenever something happens to you just sit back and see just write down the stuff that has happened to you and try and take out the positives out of it because when you try to take out negatives you'll get hundreds
0: that's true that's completely true. right
1: but one if you catch on to that one positive nothing can stop you
0: hmm.
1: you know so we are tuned or we are conditioned to catch the negatives so you'll always say, okay, this happened, what my I'm, my life is gone, this is done, that is done, you know. Like, for example, people fail in the relationship, then they stop talking to boys or girls, you
2: know. Yeah.
1: So they say, no, no, no. They'll generalize and say, no, I don't think I'm good at relationships, I don't think relationships are for me. So you'll take out hundreds of negative stuff. Hmm. But you'll never say, okay, maybe this relationship is not for me and there's something, something better waiting for me there.
0: Right,
1: right. Once you see, it's all about perspectives. Nothing else. It's all about talking to yourself. It's all about self-talk. Because there you see, the, all of us have a. Uh, once we're born, at the from the age of three to seven, our subconscious mind. We have two brain, uh, two uh, two minds, right? One subconscious and conscious. Mm-hmm. Right. Subconscious is the stuff which is doing all the activities of, you know, all this uh, the running the body. Conscious is now I'm talking to you. All this is conscious, right? So what goes into your subconscious mind is what drives you. So supposing you're scared of fire. Okay. And you won't know why you're scared of fire. But if I go back in your childhood or wherever, you would have had an incident where something would have happened with fire. Hmm. That's where the fear comes in. And it's not a fear that comes from there. Because we are born with only two fears. One is the fear of falling and one is the fear of sound. Because as babies, we are, you know, held most of the time, right? Hmm. We don't have balance, so we are afraid of falling. And whenever there's a loud sound, we always get scared. These are the only two things that we are born with. Everything else is required. So any other fear can be overcome. You just need to go, to, go into your past and see where it starts. Because for every event, you know, we attach an emotion to it. Right. Right. So that, once we attach an emotion to it, then it becomes permanent. So, uh, even if, if you look back to your life, right, you only remember certain events in your life. You don't remember everything that happened in your life. Yeah. And when you look back, you'll say, okay, there was a fantastic emotion attached to it. Either sadness or happiness or whatever. scared or whatever. Those imprints are always there. The other things are all erased. Hmm. so every time you attach an emotion to an event Hmm. that's when it drives your life so you need to recondition and see end of the day you you need to be conscious of your thoughts what are you thinking on a daily basis are you telling yourself that you're not good enough or you know that person is better I don't have this talent or I'm not going to get the job or you know yeah all these thoughts need to be negative. See, so you can't get away from those thoughts, but you can replace them.
2: Yes.
1: You can never say, no, I can't think this. You will always keep thinking about it. You always need to replace it. Yeah. So as soon as you get a negative thought, just see how you can replace it to a positive thought. Yeah. And this happens only over practice. Yeah,
0: it's a very cautious decision that you have to make keep making, actually.
1: Yeah, and it's not tough, you know, it's not tough. Once it becomes a habit, then you automatically... So everybody asks me, how can you be so positive? How can you be so happy all the time? I say, I work on it. It's not that my life is, you know, great that everybody... I have to be happy all the time. All of us have our ups and downs, right?
2: Hmm.
1: But then it's up to you as to how you take that. Because end of the day, event is not going to determine your life. Yeah,
0: that's completely true. Um, and, you know, one thing that I faced as a teenager was a lot of depression and anxiety. I think I had it for uh, about three years. And I don't know exactly why it happened or how it happened, but there were moments when... Hello? In... Hello? I'm not able to hear you. Yeah, so I was saying that uh, during my teenage years, I had a lot of depression and anxiety. And I mm. had it for almost like three years. And mm. I don't remember how, why it happened or how it happened. And, mm. uh, you know, there were uh, there were different phases. Like, I remember there was a phase where I didn't have any emotions at all. No feelings and mm. just I would sleep all, the, all day, eat and sleep. That's all I mm. did. And then there was another mm. phase where only negative thoughts would come. And they were very mm. strong uh, negative thoughts. So, you know, that whole phase. So, and I've seen this have, you know, talk, happen to a lot of teenagers. So yeah, why it you,
1: happens to a lot of them.
0: Yeah, why do you think this happens mostly to the teenagers?
1: See, Because teenagers now have a whole lot to grapple with, right? Hmm. So you have peer pressure of doing a whole lot of things. You have social media, which is always saying that you're not enough. Hmm. It all comes around uh, one single word, yeah. Yeah, see, everybody needs to know that they are enough the way they are. Hmm. We are always trying to be enough by being somebody
0: else.
1: Yeah. Right. So as students, what we do, we look at. Uh, we want to, uh, you know, uh, maybe enter a certain group of people who we feel are cool. Yeah.
0: So
1: we want to be a part of that group. And if you're not a part of that group, you feel I'm not enough. Something's <laughs> wrong. So that one pressure comes from there. And then the parents keep saying, Why don't you go to college? Why don't you study? So there's a pressure uh, of studies. Then you are on social media. And social media, all your friends are putting up fantastic pictures and you feel, what am I doing? Hmm. You know, so there is so much of pressure. And nowadays, uh, I'm starting a campaign in colleges where I want to make the students more mentally strong.
2: Hmm.
1: By giving, teaching them the techniques of doing something every single day so that they don't, you know, uh, get into a state what we are saying. So, it's, yeah. uh, and as for research, most of the uh, suicides that are happening in India between 16 and 18, you
0: know,
1: yes. people are not able to handle a whole lot of things. Hmm. And nowadays, people are getting into children uh, are getting into relationships of the you know,
2: yeah.
1: and they don't know the meaning of relationships. Hmm. You know, so they just think it's a boy and a girl relationship, which is very wrong. So when you don't understand something and you get into it and then it affects you because you don't, you're not prepared for something wrong happening there.
2: Hmm.
1: Right. So when you get into anything, you need to uh, start accepting that things are going to go wrong.
0: Hmm.
1: Don't always, and see, as this generation or anybody, parents have pampered the children quite a bit.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. So the kids don't know how to hear the word no. And everything is instant, right? Nowadays, you just press the button and you get stuff home. And life is not like that. Life is a marathon. Huh? It's not an instant. So instant gratification is what you call it, right? Mm. And when you don't get instant gratification, you always think you're not enough. Mm. So when you think you're not enough, that's when your physiology, your psychology, everything goes for a toss. So when the, that depression happened to you, you always look back and see what is that event that actually triggered it. You know, it could not be an event which is which you can see. Hmm. But when you look back and say, okay, this, there's a lot of things that uh, affect you indirectly, hmm. which means you're you're going through a passing, just passing through a group of boys or girls from your college, and they're talking about you, for example. Hmm. you over here. That can affect you. Hmm. You know? Like like I have a bald head, right? So a lot of people talk, call me Takla. So mm-hmm. this can affect a lot of people. Yeah. You get it? Which he won't tell me directly, but I overhear and I say, oh God, And am
2: hmm.
1: Right? Because he's not accepting me <laughs> the, way, the way I am. Yeah. So once, once we are comfortable with ourselves, see, it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. It needs a lot of practice. It needs work to be done on your emotions and mental health. I'm not saying it's easy. Just take one pill and you'll be fine. And the problem with, uh, see, uh, uh, even statistics has has shown that people going to a psychiatrist or taking help for mental health are not depressed, are not clinically depressed. Hmm. Okay, they, they feel they are depressed. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Right. So what happens? The doctor obviously will give you a tablet. no? Mm. And the tablet does what it releases certain feel-good chemicals in your brain. Mm. And those chemicals can be released uh, naturally too. Why do you want to go to a doctor? If you can find the ways and means to do it yourself and with the help of your family, why do you want to go to a doctor? Hmm. If you're clinically depressed, yeah, 100%. You hmm. need medical attention. But if you're not clinically depressed, what's the point? And that also you can make out whether you're clinically depressed or not if you don't feel like doing something for a 15 days straight. Hmm.
2: You
1: don't feel like getting up, you don't feel like eating, you don't feel like doing something that you really love to do.
2: Right.
1: Like I always do the uh, project because